Welcome. Welcome to the ESBC betting podcast. Um, this is our stories, tweeted stories of the week. Um, I'm your host, uh, Brandon Lupian at Portland 76er. If you want to find me on Twitter and um, like what we're putting out there. Uh, 16 years in, in the coaching business as a college coach, as a plus years as an NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, NCAA college and basketball fan, so on and so forth. Um, Join with Brandon First at First Court on Twitter if you follow him. He is the PhD of the Philadelphia Eagles. We are two of the original 32 that were responsible for our team, NFL team reports on the radio show 1090, the Scott and BR show. Uh, later on this show, we might have Josh Viscay come in from the end uh, to lead into a little bit of his local uh, political corruption, just as an intro for future shows. But uh, Brandon, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. It's good to be here. Um, Wednesdays, Always nice to uh, kind of reset the the betting w- week, if you will. And every time we do these shows, we're getting closer to sports. We're getting closer to lines. We're getting closer to being able to make money watching sports. And, you know, I've been watching sports for 25 years. Um, you know, I think Josh did the math on it. All of us combined, it's over 200, 225 years, something like that. So we – love sports um we love to make money why not put those together um we've all gotten together it was like you said it was 32 of us um you know down to about five or six of us and it's it's really worked out very well we've made each other money um and we've made everybody else who has listened um from either day one or whether you just found us yesterday you're going to make money eventually and the best part about it is you can go to our website and everything that we have on there is educational so that you can go back and listen to week 14 of the NFL and we'll tell you why the Tennessee Titans were going to cover against the Buffalo Bills when nobody thought they would. And you can take that into the next time um, that maybe, hey, something happened. I wasn't able to get to a computer, but the East. ESBC guys have given me the tools to make the choices. I say it all the time. You, you, you fish for a man, you feed him for a night, you teach man to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. That's what we're here to do. So I'm excited. This is a really fun show that we do, and um, it, it's a nice little kind of carryover until uh, the seasons begin. Seasons. Resume. Yeah, all yeah. of them. Seasons resume. But I love how you brought up week 14 because I, we, you know, it's easy to say we could go back to – podcast week one NFL season and show our growth and show uh, the knowledge base at that time. What was there? Six of us, you, myself, Josh, uh, Craig, Raider, Jim, and Dr. Steve, right? Um, And then throughout the season, availability became an issue. That, That doesn't mean that the information wasn't brought to us because every which way, whether it was you, myself, Craig, or Dr. Steve, or Raider, Jim, could not be on the show. That doesn't mean that they weren't texting us or that they weren't emailing us 
their thoughts for their picks moving forward. But bringing up week 14, I, I could recall when Josh is bringing up uh, week five and six when Raider Jim dropped Don't Sleep on Miami mm-hmm. that, for some reason. That's ingrained in the back of my head. Don't sleep on Miami. And then all I, all I hear is Josh saying, Jim, Jim dropped us that Miami bomb, and I've made money on them since. Yep. So I'm like, you and everyone else, brother. So, you know, check out the podcast from the initial beginning. You're going to pick up a lot of business vernacular. You're going to pick up each one of those six to whatever teammate showed up every other week or every week prior to. You're going to pick up the reasonings for our picks the thoughts behind those, the processes we take. And what's great is we all come in egoless and we all bring a different piece um, to to the consensus pick. And throughout the entire season, Josh loves, and he's ingrained this in my head, 52.5 is even. And we're well above that, you know. And then stretching into NCAA basketball and NBA, like, those numbers just grew at a rapid pace. If you even look back on the tweets, it was like, listen to these guys. These guys have your picks. Look at their streak. They're on a roll. And it was like a, a windfall of wins and a windfall of, of money, regardless of the amount that you played it at. So um, listen to the podcast. It's educational. It's uh it's it's unique, it's organic, and it's our own methodologies combined. And um, I, I guess we can't hear it enough. We're all in this together, right? Especially with what's going on nowadays and, and, and who knows when the seasons will get back into play. But that doesn't stop us from meeting here every week. We're getting to in regards to the NBA and MLB, uh, don't expect us to talk about MLS, but even the MLS and the USL and whatever whatever other uh, minor soccer league uh, system is there. So we're going to bring you a couple of stories to get into uh, our team reports. So let me include that in my intro. Originally, I was one of 32. The team that was a reporter for were the New Orleans Saints. You know what? My guy drew, and he's going to be my guy. Um, and that's my team. But we're going to touch on that. And I didn't want to touch on the NFL initially, but why not? Because that's what's trending right now. He's trending. But uh, I also want to touch on, uh, as far as it goes, first, it has the PhD uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, sorry, no disrespect in this, but I think uh, Drew and the Saints are trending a little bit higher than the Eagles are right now. You want to go on with your team report to start off this fun hump day, you know, podcast? Be first, the mic is yours. Thank you, thank you. And, and yes, I do think the Saints are a better team, but um, the reasons Drew Brees are trending – I'll leave that to him. Um, I have no jealousy in that situation. You can <laughs> all tweet. Um, but, you know, the biggest thing that we talk about in when 
when we started this podcast and Josh brought this to the table, we all had our ideas and we all knew these things about our teams, individual team. Josh was the one who put the business aspect to it and put the rules to it and introduced us to the, the, the rules of gambling. And obviously the first rule of gambling is you don't bet on your own team. Um, obviously the PhD of the Eagles, that is myself. And while we aren't trending as, as nicely as the saints, I, I'm pretty, I believe the saints are favorites to win the NFC. You know, who knows now? Yeah, well, you're right. Fair enough. <laughs> who knows but, now? Um, we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, I'm curious to know, this is what I'm curious to know. What kind of impact is your top two draft picks have? Are your major losses in free agency and that one major additional pickup? And then your outlook for what to expect in the NFC East. Exactly. And it is the top two draft picks. Um, right. It's Jalen Rager and mm-hmm. um, uh, Jalen Hurts. I mean, it was very I – mean, we are here on draft night. I think we had a live draft, and I wanted <laughs> Justin Jefferson. And, and, and it ended up being uh, Jalen Rager. And it, it frustrated me at first. And then you look at the stats, and you see him, and you, and you kind of calm yourself down and, and realize, mm-hmm. hey, you've watched more LSU than TCU, so – Get your personal biases out of there. Hence why we don't bet our own team. You're way too emotional, all right. that stuff. And then we look at the second round pick. Um, look, the Jalen Hurts pick, obviously when it happened, it was it, – it scared me because I've been somebody that for the last three years, every offseason when I tell somebody I'm an Eagles fan, all they want to say is, oh, it's Nick Foles or it's Carson Wentz, the franchise quarterback. And then we finally got Foles out, which I love Nick Foles, but he went off and then it was all for Wentz. And here comes Hurt, so immediately. But everything that I've seen and heard, especially from those two draft picks, have been the Eagles might not full air raid, but they are going to at least implement heavy styles of it. And it's great, too, because on this podcast, on this you know ESBC Gambling Podcast Network, we have uh, Ben Ratzlaff, who uh, Houston Baptist University, he's, he's pretty much Cooper Cup, but bigger and better. And um, he's somebody who's broken down the air raid for us. He's learned it through somebody who coached with Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, who's kind of the, not godfather, because he's only like 35 years old, but the, you know, the That's god bleach. uncle at this point. Uh, he, he, he's uh, been tutored by the best, Mike yes, Leach. exactly. And Mike Leach. Wow. <laughs> exactly. wow. Yeah. And um, so they're starting to work their way in that situation, into that realm. Like I said, I don't think they're fully going there because – they have maybe one of the, I guess, dark horses that I've seen in fantasy football is somebody, um, is a Miles Sanders that we picked up last year. He had an incredible second half of the year. He was pretty much um, a, um, he pretty much was a complimentary back. And once he figured out how to get that role towards the end of the season, he was the main guy. And uh, he's obviously from Penn State, so the people are going to love him there anyway. Um, so if they can get all three of those pieces figured out, and then obviously you can keep Carson Wentz healthy, I think the Eagles have a great shot. In terms of the division, the Cowboys are still there. The Cowboys are a good team, um, but the Cowboys are dramatic. Yeah, right. Is Cowboys that, wake is up that in the time? morning and hit their alarm clock, and they do something dramatic just doing that. They, right. they have so much internal strife. It's, uh, it, it's crazy. So 
that's something I worry about. But I do think if it comes down to like last year, where towards the last two weeks of the season, it's Eagles, Cowboys, whoever wins that game, they're in the playoffs. I have faith that we'll get that done. Um, but it's going to come down to the Eagles and Cowboys. But the Eagles offense is going to be key because, like I said, they're going to need to implement more of that podcast or of that air raid into the offense. So looking at the Eagles last couple of weeks and into the playoffs, a lot of injuries, especially in the backfield. You, you talked about that, the, the young kid that uh, took over that running, running back spot. And then all of a sudden, Boston Scott, right? He was a late pickup. He was actually in Saints camp uh, that year. He was, what was he? He was a, what, sixth sixth or fifth round pick, if not an undrafted free agent. And they picked him up off the practice squad out of bare necessity. So, you know, looking at that Eagles team, maybe the change in offense is going to help alleviate some of those injury woes. You know, I mean, you never know. But I, I, you're absolutely right in regards to uh, the Dallas situation. They're they're so dramatic. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants um, sneak up, sneak up, really do um, major market, a lot of influence with money, money in the league, money in Jersey, money in Vegas with the betting lines. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if um, if the top three and in, the, in the no order, Eagles, Giants, Cowboys are there. I, I, I love Ron Rivera and what he will do with the Redskins, but I think with his discipline and his philosophy and his tactics, and I just don't see he has enough bodies to implement what he wants to do right now or mental mature bodies or, or minds to go along with what he wants to implement year one. Right. I yeah, but I, I do think he has a hell of a puzzle piece, especially him being a, a defensive guy with Chase Young. He, yeah. I, I would not be surprised if that was like 85% of the reason he took that job is because he knew he was getting Chase Young and he knew that he's going to have three or four years to, well, maybe not with Snyder, but he's going to have a little bit of time to figure something out. But if if Dwayne Haskins can be average, the Redskins as a team can be average. They have some talent there. Terry McLaurin is a – he's called Scary, Clary, Scary Terry. <laughs> very fast. He's a, he, he's, he's a home run hitter. And that defense, especially now with Chase Young and now Ron Rivera, they're pretty good. Uh, the East is – I think the bottom is better than expected, but I do think it will be the Eagles and Cowboys um, fighting it out. Um, I think it will come down to how the Eagles and Cowboys play against the Giants and Redskins. What, right. Whichever team split, slips up against one of those two teams probably finishes in second place. In conclusion, be first. Taking a look at the schedule, how does it make up for, for your Eagles? It's – there's a stretch. I don't have it in front of me. Um, it, it, I believe it's nine through week nine through 14. It, it's, it's Green Bay and at Dallas. And, and I think we throw in a trip to New Orleans. Um, it, it, there's, there's a tough stretch right there. And right, right. there's always times, you know, we go into week one and we look at a schedule and go, oh, that one's tough, tough. Right. And then six weeks in, we're like, wow, they had a really easy. I mean, look at the Patriots. I mean, we had a, 
point. No one talked about how easy the Patriots had early on. And then week six, we're like, wow, they had an easy schedule. So things change. But, I mean, in, there is a meat part of that schedule late, and it's in that very kind of influential time. That's, that's when teams are making their moves or, you know, weeks 10 through 14, 15, when the pressure isn't fully on, but they know, hey, I ha- we need to win this game to make things easier down the road. Right, right. And, and thank you for that. And, and, and why I brought up that schedule piece is because I know in the last couple of years in regards to Saints schedule, like that stretch run that you brought up, all those tough teams, that's what they've been opening up with other than the last two years with Tampa Bay. But Tampa Bay's been no slouch against the Saints, especially week one when you have the entire mini camp to game plan for four quarters that one specific team. Now, in regards to the Saints, it doesn't get any easier. They could easily be quote-unquote rated a top three team in the NFL. But as the news has been breaking and tweets have been tweeting, um, we may have ourselves a locker room divided. And um, at this point, I heard what Drew Brees said. And you know what? Like, I don't think um, a lot of people give certain people, I'm not saying him, but like Malcolm Jenkins, a lot of people got to give him strength for, for what he had to say. That's some serious strength that you put out there for people to hear and manifest and whatnot. For what Drew Brees had to say, that's some serious strength and belief in his opinion. And I'm going to leave his opinion as his opinion, but other than seeing tweets from his African-American teammates, yeah, they're, I'm not going to say disturbing because they're not, but it obviously is going to cause a rift in that locker room. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins just dropped a video that he actually edited prior to dropping this one in regards to what his thoughts were. And you know what? Like, I think as a man, you respect everybody's opinion. Um, but I think I respect more of everyone's opinion that are in that locker room. Um, when you're in that locker room with that man and then the rest of the men that are in there, um, you know what he's given and you know what you're going to give. Um, I'm going to take those words that are in their, their locker room and um, I'm, a, I'm, gonna, I'm going to agree with them. You know, anyone outside that locker room, I'm going to let it play out. Like LeBron has had some strong words. I respect LeBron um, for those strong words. I think that takes great strength and fortitude. But until you're in that locker room, and I'm just using LeBron as the example, until you're in that locker room with that man, like um, let those guys, those teammates, those brothers, however they want to decide, let those guys be the judge, jury, and uh, the conscience until we take it out on social media. But I mean, um, I, I've seen a couple of different things. I mean, 
This is what Malcolm Davenport had to say. And he's an African-American man, third year in the league, teammate of Drew Brees. Drew Brees wasn't talking about the current protests, the riots, or really anything besides his feelings on kneeling during the national anthem. He even explained that. He even explained what they were, the basis, and that he actually stands with us. Do we have an entirely agree with him? No. And you know, it's kind of one of those things, agree to disagree. I've seen Cameron Jordan tweet out, be a better ally. Absolutely. You know what? But you know, um, I, I, love, I love Josh when he gets all hot, hot and heated. And I'm going to bring Josh in from the bullpen because I want him to respond to what I have to say. Okay. And this is coming from that Yahoo Finance uh, interview that, that Drew Brees was on. Josh, coming in from the bullpen. How right, much, yeah, no, hold on, I, hold on, hold on. Let me get to my question. <laughs> how much, how much of that tweet, that interview, can you say is media manipulation, media stirring up the pot, media propaganda? And I could be all wrong with those things. Those are just things I'm throwing out to you. What do you have to say? Well, you know, you're 2016 Coach of the Year for a reason. And uh, when I went to your match, I was very, very impressed how afraid everybody was of you. <laughs> how point everybody was afraid. The other coaches, the other players on the other team, the players on your own team, your own coaches. <laughs> I fell out of places I was afraid, but then these people started being afraid of me, right? I, you know, I gave a look to one of your guys, Manny, and he looked, he stiffened up, man. Then he won three or four points. I'm like, hey, I'll, I'll keep going. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll never forget it, man. We've had a lot of good times, but I haven't heard it. So let's play the clip. However, from what you said, right, uh, you're almost as old as I am, right? In, in, in your 2016 Coach of the Year for a reason. So all of what you said, and you've made me money the last four years for a reason. Everything that you said was spot on. Remember, these are the crazy times. We've got a pandemic going on. we got a recession not, going on. We do we have pandemic, pan, pandemics it disappeared right now, right? I don't know. Right. It, it, it's <laughs> something like Mizrak, right? Right. Craig Mizrak said something that's very important that an old Jewish independently wealthy guy told me 35 years ago. And when Craig said it on a podcast, I was like, wow. He says, you see with your eyes. Right. And when I see with my eyes these riots, the guys that are doing the most damage, right, are skinnier than, than the first report, <laughs> skaters, Right? They're throwing skeeters. They're beating up cops with, with skateboards. They're throwing skateboards through windows because white skaters have been harassed by cops more than anybody else. Right, right. <laughs> Skateboarding so is not a crime. <laughs> Actually, we're working on getting this guy on the podcast, Tim uh -huh. Conway Jr. He had a great show, right? What did Jesse Jackson say? 
Let's get on what the hell the true priests say. Let's, let's break this down. Because we do break down local political corruption on this show here. So let's go. Yahoo Finance. See what the man said. You have it? Capitalist yeah. protests were a few years ago, and obviously they were always about police brutality. And now it's coming back to the fore, and a lot of people expect that we will see players kneeling again even when the NFL season starts. I'm curious how you think the NFL will and should respond to that. And, of course, you're such a leader in the league. Uh, what is your responsibility as a leader uh, in times like this for the rest of your teammates and, and players in the league? Well, I, I, will, I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Um, let me let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the, the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. And in many cases, it brings me to tears, thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s. And everyone, and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. And is everything right with our country right now? No, it's not. We still have a long way to go. But I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is it shows unity. It shows that we are all in this together. We can all do better. And that we are all part of the solution. And write you know, that down in your notes, Josh. Yeah. Gotcha. So what do you guys, what, what did you, uh, you said what you thought, right? Yeah, go ahead, B. And, and Brandon first, he stays out of politics, right? He just stays out of it. You don't I have mean, like I have, uh, I have, the way I look at this is, look, I think what's going on here is it's both ways. I think we've been hearing the last couple of days frustration um, with athletes. Their, their frustration with, hey, we're not hearing enough people speak up, not having enough people speak up. And Drew Brees speaks up and not once did he, I, I didn't hear anything. Now, I understand I'm a white guy. I, I know I'm privileged. I know that. Um, that's why I kind of stay away from this because every time I feel like sometimes my opinion doesn't matter and that's fine. I, I understand that. But your opinion, man, everybody's, it, it well, is not anything about, you know, you're the PhD of the Philadelphia Eagles, but it's not that you're special, right? Everybody's opinion matters. Um, but he was, he was just pointing out something that I agree with as well, okay? The, when, when the national anthem is there and the flag is there, for me, that signifies my grandfather. That signifies uh, my friends who have fought for the country, um, my friends who are um, doing anything, really. just And like Drew Brees said, even the civil rights movement, the people who are out there peacefully protesting, that's for them as well. I, my problem that I had when Kaepernick did it, I never once had a problem with him kneeling. That is your right. And that's why I love this country. All right. The problem I had that it was, it, in my mind, for me, it was, oh my gosh, that's um, against my grandfather. But I took the time to take a step back and realize, hey, when I look at that flag, what I see 
doesn't necessarily, isn't the same with everybody else. And that's what Drew Brees needs to understand, that while he's not wrong, maybe the timing could have been better. The sensitivity and, of it. And the, the, the delivery. Um, right, I right. It could have been, I don't think anybody would have jumped down Drew Brees' throat if Drew Brees went, yeah, you know what? We probably should have listened to Kaepernick. Nobody is going to be like, nope, uh, not going to ever listen to Drew Brees. And even if he doesn't believe that, it just might be easier for him to have just, and maybe that's, you know, maybe it is the right thing for him to do. He, he stated his opinion. People didn't like it. That's a little frustrating. Everybody asked for his opinion. Well, yeah, well, actually, actually. And he jumped, jumped on. That's tough. That's frustrating. I feel bad for the guy. That's why I asked. You know what? I, th I think maybe, I think maybe, I think that's why, for many reasons, and that's we're jumping on this, I feel we got the greatest podcast of all times. Because maybe, right, if you're not part of the solution, then you're part of the problem, right? So maybe we can be the answer. We can mitigate all this. Let's get this to people because the problem we have here, right, is, I guess where that old song is, we're going to put it, all we have is a failure to communicate. And from now that I listened to what Drew Brees said, I'm glad I heard the reactions before. Because it, now I listen to what Drew Brees said with a different ear. And Drew Brees, okay, made the same mistake that I made. And uh, he's going to be on tomorrow. He was on today in, in front of the St. Pete, Florida City Council meeting. And let's listen to what Matt Bird our Thursday uh, anti-political corruption guy had to say today, all right? Because it gives insight. Because he's saying that he didn't know, right? He he said that he was where Drew Brees was at, all right? Let's listen to Matt Burr. People conversations. Have those conversations. This is the time. This is the time, black folks. If it need to be said, you need to say it. This is the time, white folks, when you don't know what it is, you have a question, you need to ask it. Hello, ask somebody who know I agree with you, brother, and I fear your pain. Listen, white supremacy slapped us in the face and gave us all the reality check. Every last one of us. I'm going to quote Malcolm X. He said it like this, and this is how I feel about this city. I'm absolutely proud to be standing here because I know 25 years from now, even if I had all the words to put together, nobody wanted to hear it. So I'm thankful that they're listening. So, Malcolm X, if you stick a knife in my back nine inches and you pull it out six inches, that's not progress. <laughs> if you pull it all the way out, that's not progress. It's not progress until you heal the wound and say, hey, we have some healing to do. We have some work to do. To all the genuine people that are out there doing the work. Genuine. I salute you. Big word. I love you. Thank you. We have, in, 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 in terms of action, we have a social justice policy team being developed, and you will hear from them uh, in, the, in the next few days with some uh, with a list of demands. So we're taking action, folks. We're taking this energy, and we're turning it into action. I want to encourage each one of you guys from all walks of life to continue to speak, 
Continue to speak boldly, honestly, respectfully, precisely. And let's fight and channel all this energy into the solutions available. I want to present two common sense solutions, solutions. before I leave here. I want to put it out in the air. All right. So we ha I had a long talk with Matt, right? And we're going to bring it down to uh, connecting sports betting. And what happened to Drew Brees is the same thing that happened to me. So I, I cannot, uh, I'm not absolved from this, right? But you saw what Matt said. Matt, okay, long talk, he's on the philosophy. That's why he's on the podcast. Number two rule of betting, always do your research. It makes you more money than anything else, right? That's what he told people to do. And that's what Drew Brees did not do. But we do it here. That's why we make money betting. We don't have a guaranteed contract like Drew Brees does, right? So we have to, right now, Brandon first, Brandon Luke are making you so much money, June 2nd, breaking down the NFL. We're breaking down spreads right now, right? I'll put this prediction right now. Atlanta's going to cover New Orleans, right? We'll take emotion out of it. We'll take politics out of it. But in Atlanta, you think Drew Brees is going to get a call? Come on now. Of course not. But, right, that's how you make money betting, right? Because we're relaxed in June. We're not gripping at the window. Oh, who am I going to pick? Da, da, da. No, I got Atlanta. Boom, let's go. Brandon first. Drinks for everybody on drink tickets, right? That's $1,000. Eight drinks. You see us out there. We're going to drink. But let me go precisely, and I'll give it back to these guys because it's their show. But we're breaking down something uh, fundamental and serious of what's going on. So. So we share the screen here. Uh, this is not just uh, George Floyd, right? This started with Brianna Taylor. Okay? And to be honest, it started, let's say, a guy like me. I have uh, two master's degrees. We'll put it on uh, Brianna Taylor, right? And uh, my master's degrees are meaningless unless they make uh, you money, right? On the podcast. So we'll put it on Brianna Taylor, right? So and Drew Brees doesn't know this. Obviously, he doesn't know this because, uh, like my mom used to say, uh, 80 to 90% of uh, communication is nonverbal. So he doesn't know this, right? So Brianna Taylor is, was a very, very hardworking woman. She passed all her tests. She did everything right in life. And the Louisville Police Department came in her house and gunned her down for no other reason than the fact that she's black. Right, and I did not know this. And I didn't know this until I started listening to Matt Bird. I was just caught up in my life, you know, doing my thing, da da da. I did not know this. So keep hearing about Brianna Taylor. It bothered me because I have a clean criminal record. And my first brush was this. I threw a party, you know, in my mid twenties. And it was four in the morning. And I wasn't going to disperse the party. I was just going to let it run, but the cops came, right? So the cops came, 
They took me, they threw me up against the wall, and the one cop nailed me twice in the back, in my back. And he's like, you want action? You want action? I'm like, what is he talking about? Action? What's this man saying? He's like, oh, that pretty girl, are you going to leave with her tomorrow? And being, being stupid, young guy, I was like, well, it depends, man. If you're a Nazi guy who's going to be jealous of me with a fine white girl, then no. <laughs> you go talk to her. <laughs> At the end of the day, all you want to do is go home. Right? And I've been throwing up, up against police cars, and I have my bump here of doing that, and I've always gotten out of it uh, because I hadn't been committing any crime. Now I know I could have died. So, neat processing. Brianna Taylor, after those experiences, it's going to be different than Drew Brees, but I'm very doubtful. And really, this isn't necessarily Drew Brees' fault. This is Adrian and the people around him, right? They're not informing him because it's well known that Drew Brees wants a career in politics. So he gave very pat answers about this, right? He, he didn't know about Brianna Taylor. However, it doesn't stop there. It goes from Brianna Taylor to Ahmaud Arbery. Now, this is the problem Drew Brees has. That's why you have to do your research. Ahmad Arbery has several cousins in the NFL. And this is the other thing, and I put it on, on, on my Facebook. A lot of people don't know the story, man. They just know uh, George, right? So this story, I haven't researched, and I'm guilty of this, right? Because, you know, the only reason... Well, I follow local politics because it is entertaining, right? It's entertaining to me. Uh, there's always a story, right? But uh, I want to get a picture there. I'm not, well, I think you guys can see it. You guys can see the picture I'm on? Yeah. So he has several cousins in the NFL, right? So somebody should needs to tweet a Drew Brees now. Research beyond Taylor Robert. And the culmination of that is the George guy, right? George Floyd, right? And I think of William Floyd that I went to um, high school with. I don't think so, what Drew Brees was saying makes him pro killing George Floyd. Or I mean, I, even if he knew. No, no, no. What what it is? What it is? First, this this is a whole other level, right? Because of two things, right? Because this is a series of murders. This isn't just Rodney King, it was just Rodney King. When Martin Luther King got killed, it was just Martin Luther King, right? But now it's Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, right? And a series of murders of black people for no other reason other than the fact that they are black. So it, this is a whole other level, right? So Drew Brees doesn't understand that. He doesn't understand that a guy like me who doesn't like to march or whatever, I'm sending absolutes, right? If you do not condemn the George Floyd murder, you are now an enemy of mine. And you are branded forever as an enemy and you're never getting out of it, right? Why? Donald Trump condemned the murder. 
Mike Pence condemned the murder. All the McConnell condemned the murder, right? So if you're on the right of these people and you're not condemning that murder, you're forever my mortal enemy. It, I, I'll be honest, right? Because we keep it right and honest on the side. If you do not condemn George Floyd and I can kill you and the cops aren't going to find out, I'm going to do it in a second. I don't, I, I don't care. And I'm not the only one that feels that way. I've been told that by a lot of people. And a lot of people in the NFL says that. So I'll throw it back to you. If Drew Brees said that, would he even, even mention the word kneeling? Because Drew Brees hasn't been watching the news now that kneeling is now a whole other level. Let's, let's give a people a visual of what kneeling is, right? Well, who brought up kneeling? And this is why I asked you initially. Is this media yeah, yeah, let's, let's propaganda? Let's put that video back. Is this yeah. media making more of it than not? No, the because guy asked him. The guy asked him. To that point. So Breeze well, spoke his voice in regards to the flag. Not the kneeling. In regards to the flag. Right. Drew Brees has yeah, but this is the point. But this is the point in business, right? And I've learned this in business, right? And Anna, more of an expert in this, is a psychotherapist. Her job yeah. is to listen. We, we're going to get her on at some point. Yeah, we're going to get her on, on this. Listen. Yeah. So this is what happened. And I saw it right away because it happens all the time. I teach guys like you. I teach guys... They have $20 million. They're understaffed. They bring me in to fix a problem. Yeah. And if we can get maybe Coach Mike on here. Actually, we'll, we'll get Coach Mike on here at some point. Because he's a business consultant. We worked around. We always do this, right? Men do not listen. So when the guy – and we'll, we'll replay the interview because I caught this right away because I teach business owners this, male business owners. Women are far more better listeners than we are, and, they, and, and they're on every single detail. Not only the listening, but what was your facial expression, you know, what was the tone of your voice, so on and so on. Drew Brees, right, missed the kneeling part. And he took it, oh, the disrespecting the flag, blah, 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 as the pat speech that his moronic political guy gave him. And that's why this is even better for the Nelson, Nolan Arenado thing I'm going to do with local political guys that I know here in Lake Forest. And Nolan Arenado uh, very uh, negligently got involved with. So to your point, Drew, and we'll play the interview again, but Drew Brees missed the 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 guy tying in kneeling with the George Floyd situation. Let's play that. Let's play that again. Drew Brees. Media hype. He's kneeling right there. Yeah, I, and it's it's crazy. I've. It's weird how quickly it, it it not only blew up but got nuclear like 
I mean, to the point where Twitter, I mean, I'm pretty sure Drew Brees is still number one tw- trending on Twitter. Well, and yeah, I don't right. really see anybody with a blue check mark. Here's like, what I say anything. Here's, like here's what let's I, play it again. Push, let's play again. Push that, pause. That, push pause. Let's listen to what this guy says, right? Push You're pause, Josh. Push pause. Push pause real quick. So this is what I'm going to speak on, Brandon, on what you had to say, Brandon. And I think you nailed it in regards to the tonality of his response. Because you could just see his chest and head, and he soldiered up. And the tone may be what's garnering everyone's response. Now, my question, initial question was how much is this media sparking controversy? How much is this media propaganda? How much is this moving forward? Because when it was about kneeling with Kaepernick, nobody heard what Kaepernick's meanings for his kneeling were. It got played out by the media. It got played out by the media as dishonorable or disrespect. No, no, no. But but you got to look at it. Well, no, you got to look at it from what Trump said, right? Trump said this is a, a war. So we're, Why is Trump being brought up right now when we're talking about what Brees had to say in regards to Mr. Because, because, Trump, because Drew Brees has contributed over $2 million to the Trump campaign, all right? So Trump I don't know said that. this is a war. Yeah. So Trump said this is a, this is a war, right? And when George Bush 9-11 said... You're either with us or you're against us, right? So what people are saying is that, and to be honest with you, if Drew Brees was in front of my face right now, I would say, Drew, you need to say that you condemned the George Floyd thing or he's going to have to have his bodyguards and stuff because I'm going to try to kill him right now. So him going blackout. He doesn't condemn George Floyd. Gets no he's got a mortal enemy in me. Yeah. So, but but I think but I think to your original point, it's right here in what he says, right? And I'm gonna write down. It we'll do this exercise because I think it's very interesting. We'll write down just what he said because I took notes, right? And I tell my business owners to take notes and listen because what I think Drew Brees did not listen to what he said totally, and I think Drew Brees's response would have been different. So let's listen to what this guy. We'll wait for Brandon first to come back. <laughs> Right? It, so we can get it all. And what happens is all three of us are going to hear different things. So we'll, we'll do that exercise because I think it'll be interesting. Well, we're running short on time, so we got to get all this right. guy going. All right. So let's see, let's see what he says. Everyone is looking back now at Kaepernick's <laughs> protest from a few years ago, and obviously they were always about police brutality, and now it's coming back to the fore. Police brutality. We will see players kneeling again even when the NFL season starts. I'm curious how you think the NFL will and should respond to that. And, of course, you're such a leader in the league. Uh, what is your responsibility as a leader uh, in times like this for the rest of your teammates and, and players in the league? All right, so what did you hear? I'll tell you what I heard, right? Please, please. Yeah, and, and Brandon first is back. So let's play it again because I don't think it's that long, right? It's just a no. few seconds. All right. So you're ready, Brandon, first? Yep. Take notes and let's, let's, 
let's uh, see what that guy says, and let's go around, right, and, and hear what he said, and, and we'll discuss what our opinions are and what we heard. All right, ready to take? Go. Everyone is looking back now at Kaepernick's protests from a few years ago, and obviously they were always about police brutality. Now it's coming back to the fore, and a lot of people expect that we will see players kneeling again even when the NFL season starts. I'm curious how you think the NFL will and should respond to that. And, of course, you're such a leader in the league. Uh, what is your responsibility as a leader uh, in times like this for the rest of your teammates and, and players in the league? All right. So, so Brandon, first, what, what did you hear from what he, he, he asked him? I, I, heard, I heard a guy asking a legitimate question about whether – No, no, let's get specifics because this is the problem. People are at home, right? And if they're not writing, they're not doing their job, they're, they're breaking down every word. And I'm the bad guy, too, because as a British lit major, I have to break down every single word and what it means. Because his question, and I think this is the other thing, too. If he didn't get it, like when you're in court, and I've been blessed, lucky, and fortunate, I won 22 straight court hearings, court engagements. And if you don't hear something, you say, hey, repeat it. That guy was asking that fast, right? So I think he missed it. So in detail, right? Brandon first, what did you hear specifically? I, I heard a guy ask about, will, since now the Colin Kaepernick protest is being brought to the forefront, um, is it, going to continue into this season so what was the this is what you missed too all right what was and we'll break it down what was the topic of callan kaepernick's kneeling police brutality police brutality all right and there's another thing in there go ahead brandon first there's another thing that i think he missed I mean, like I said, I, I think he was just bringing up the fact that when Colin Kaepernick was obviously doing what he was doing, I believe it was, I believe it was Ferguson, Missouri. I, I think that's what was going on. Don't quote me on it, but something yes, you're right. that had spurred him to do it. And I remember it was the preseason, so it was probably the offseason, and it carried over. And I believe what he was just trying to see if – if that was going, because we had gone, what, this is two years we've kind of gone without there was, people talking about kneeling? But there so, was also yeah, the... But um, you, you've, met, you've missed something, right? Okay. All right? And, you, it, and let's see if Brandon first got it. It's a Monday evening in right. And while Brandon it's first is talking, I'll have the, uh, the, the video in the background. Go ahead, Brandon. What, what you heard in the question. Me, right? Yeah. So what I heard in the question was in regards to what's the NFL's response? No, no, the whole question, man. He's got to listen to everything because that's what he's being judged on. Who's being judged on? Drew Brees. Drew? Drew's response is, is avoiding the question. No, no, but we're talking about the question. When you heard the question, tell yes, us the all question the elements was, in the question. The question, was, the question was, what do you think the NFL's response will be now. That's all you heard. That's all I heard. I heard everything okay. else. I've heard everything else. 
in regards to what Brandon first had to say in regards to police brutality, but that's the subject of the question. That's the subject of the question. The question was, what do you think, as a leader, what do you think the NFL's response will be? No? Okay. Right. So this is what I think both of you guys missed. Okay. That the picture we see here, he said, there has been a shift, right? So what he's saying is that because of this, because of that need of that man, and, and slowly, the problem was that he slowly took his life away. Not only did he slowly take his life away, people were telling him he was doing so. And this is what really gets people, right? Let me see. Good show. So this, is ex- this is what you're picking up out of his question. Well, because he said the shift, right? I don't know. Did he say the okay. shift? He repeat method. Okay. Huh? I would like to hear the shift part. If I missed okay, it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let, 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 let's I missed go it. back to the guy's question. Okay. Because what he said was the shift. Okay. He's saying, hey, this is not the same anymore because it's different, right? And, and Drew Brees, and this is the other thing too, right? All right, just play the question. Play the question. Yeah, yeah. We teach this on because we all run short on time. Yeah, yeah. So real intelligence is situational intelligence. So he threw a curveball, and he had his pat answer, and it wasn't good. All right, let's listen to the guy again. Everyone is looking back now at Kaepernick's protest from a few years ago, and obviously they were always about police brutality, and now it's coming back to the fore, and a lot of people expect that we will see players kneeling again even when the NFL season starts. I'm curious how you think the NFL will and should respond to that. And, of course, you're such a leader in the again. league. Uh, what is your, everyone is looking back now at Kaepernick's looking back a few years ago, and obviously they were always about police brutality. It was always about police brutality. it's coming back to the fore, and a lot of people expect that we will see players kneeling again even when the NFL season starts. I'm curious how you think the NFL will and should respond to that. And, of course, you're such a leader in the league. Uh, what is your responsibility as a leader uh, in times like this, for the rest of your teammates and, and players in the league. Pause. Well, I, I will. I will never agree. Okay. So, what you heard, obviously, from what I heard, is off base. Okay. Well, no, no. Explain what you heard. I didn't hear shift for one, but what okay. I did hear was, "What is the so NFL?" What he said, response? looking back. Looking yeah, so back. He said, looking so back. What, you don't hear that. Yes. I, I heard that. Okay. I said, I heard that. I Looking back, okay, and the NFL expects a response. What do you think the NFL's response will be? That's what I heard. I didn't hear. Maybe I'm not going in depth as far as you are, as far as looking back and, and making that shift. Because this is what he said too, right? Okay. Because uh, we also don't know back. what led – was prior to that question, what was said prior to that question, or anything after what Drew Brees has said, either. Right. So yeah. my original no, question, my original question back to you was, how much of this is media manipulation, propaganda, media insight on things? And I did say this earlier in regards to well, what, the originality, what the originality of, of Kaepernick's kneeling was, 
was to protest police brutality. Can we agree to that? Right? Oh, yeah. The Kaepernick works was about police, police brutality. brutality. Right. Right. So from that point on. Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Yeah. From that point on, he said that. How much did media misconstrue it throughout the rest of that season as dishonoring, disrespecting the flag? So I'm going to be honest with what I heard. Right, right. I heard what's NFL's response, and I heard Breeze's response was not the answer to that question. Okay, so let's hear – let's finish with this, right, my end, and then you guys can finish. Let's listen to what Drew Breeze says, and then we'll go around the horn from what we heard. Because remember, uh, my grandfather used to say – Nothing's a truth or a lie. Everything is from the point of view you look at it. And all three of us are going to listen to it differently. So let's, um, let's hold on. Before, you, before yeah. you play that, though, too, because I love what you just said, how everyone's going to look at it, right? Can emotion, can current situation, can COVID, can the president, can media – can society, social, whatever. Right, right. But to answer your question, into, right? Lead into, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. well, I wanna, before I answer your question though, and you're right, you're right. All of that's factors. All right. of that's factors. Right. Well, you can throw unconscious bias too, which we'll have a whole show on that. But uh, to answer your question, I would say no, but let's listen to what Drew Brees says, all right? And then we'll, we'll, we'll process with Drew, Drew because I think his answer, right? I'll give you the end of the book, right? You guys are like my clients and my wife and everybody. They want the end of the book, wants to read the rest last chapter, right? I don't think his response was strong enough, right? I want him to say, hey, listen, all four cops should be in jail. What that guy did to George Floyd was horrific. However, right? I also look at it that you're disrespecting the flag when you don't kneel. He didn't say that. This is what he said, right? And then we can go through it. Okay, let's go back. Does he say anything about George Floyd or anything? As a leader in times like this for the rest of your teammates and players in the league. Well, I will never agree with anybody disrespecting the flag of the United States. What did he say about George Floyd? Country. Um, let, me, let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the, the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this <laughs> That's the way I feel. Both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, that flag, and singing the national anthem, that's what I think of. And in many cases, it brings me to tears, thinking about all that has been sacrificed. What about George Floyd? In the military. But for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s, and everyone, and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. Yeah, Taylor. And is everything right with our country right now? No, no, no. I'm just uh, making a point. We still have a long way to go. Why are but you I think what you do stuff? Standing there no, and showing Anna, the second therapist. 
because it shows you no, it shows yeah. we are all in this together we can all do better and then we are all part of the solution right so drew Brees with that answer would not be invited in my house but what did you guys see right because it's just my opinion but i'm just demonstrating you guys an honest view of how i feel for me based on the answer for me personally, I, I think it also, you know, it just kind of dawned on me too. It's, that's a Yahoo Finance interview. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, what is Drew Brees doing on Yahoo Finance? And second right. of all, where would, I would never have thought Yahoo Finance would ask a question like that. And to your point in terms of where George, I don't think it was, it's the br police brutality. I've heard from a lot of people who actually don't want to talk about George Floyd because they feel right. it's disrespectful to every other person whose names we don't know. So I'm not saying that was Drew Brees' thing. I just feel like in this time, when there are so many people that are so frustrated about everything, not everybody is just going to take every chance they can to polarize themselves which is ironic in this situation because it has turned into such a polar... I think he tried to tiptoe around it, and... Well, the problem is that it's not, it's not, it's not polarizing because... It's not him not talking about it isn't him right. saying it's okay. It's just him maybe not being comfortable talking about it. That's where I am sometimes. Right. As a white man, I don't know if my voice matters. So sometimes it I... Does. I know. But I'm just saying, in terms of, there are times where I will say something and people will tell me, your opinion doesn't matter. And you know what? In that situation, they're right. I'm just saying, in, in from Drew Brees' point of view, he wasn't asked about George Floyd. He was asked about police brutality. He was asked about kneeling. And he asked about the national anthem. And he answered because, uh, because of that. And I don't want people to think that just because he didn't say George Floyd or Breonna Taylor, that he's oh, he's all for, um, you know, he, he doesn't care about these people. He just, I just don't think he really expected that question, honestly. Right, exactly. I don't think, I don't think he expected the question. And I don't think he actually listened to the question. What do you think, coach? Well, like I, I said before, it, it's hard to give an opinion when you're not going to, when you're not in that guy's, locker room right. to a point I, I mentioned this I thought B first made a great argument in regards of the tonality of uh, uh, how it came out and it was very aggressive right or wrong but on on top of B first next point was and I don't think it was just a tiptoe I think it was a very strong because that's people's opinion of it. Um, put a politically correct answer. I don't think it, it, George Floyd wasn't brought up. He didn't want to speak. It, it, he didn't have to speak on George Floyd. He brought up what his personal feeling is in regards to the flag and the anthem. And it didn't have anything to do with, didn't mention Kaepernick, didn't have to, didn't feel like he needed to, probably felt it wasn't his responsibility to. 
he didn't he he didn't bring up what the the question another part of the question was what's the NFL's response he didn't address that he spoke on his personal beliefs and Josh I respect your personal beliefs be first I respect your personal beliefs I hope y'all respect mine I respect his I I said it earlier I respect LeBron's I respected his teammates but unless um, I think his teammates opinions tweets whatever hold a lot more weight than some other celebs speaking on it and you know what the great thing is they talked about locker room culture and um how they're gonna hash it out we'll see we will see after that locker room meeting gets done because if you don't think it's gonna happen you're wrong well yeah but that, that but will happen about it, the thing about, about it, it is the thing about it is we'll see the response after that meeting because if there's an early if there's an early retirement um announcement coming then that shows the colors right but if they come out of that that team meeting and not everyone's going to be in agreement let's just put it like that because that's just human nature yeah but i think if he gets good advice he has an easy way out right i don't i don't think he needs he's never needed he's never needed an easy way out he's been that guy that's had to reach from the bottom of the barrel and take the most out of his talents and make them what they are. Forget about the talk about he's a system guy. This dude had to work for everything he's been given to himself. Right or wrong. He's not the prototypical size quarterback. He doesn't have the arm. He doesn't have the size, the speed, the footwork of what gets drafted. I'm not even going to name names of what NFL scouts are looking for. He wasn't a top recruit. He slid in the draft because of the, the lack of those attributes. And he struggled and he worked and he got better and he's made him what he is now. So as far as, you know, him being, you know, in a position because of his talent, uh, I think he worked more with those what yeah, but, but taking, to put taking in sports the, out of it spot. taking sports out of it purely from a political standpoint right pure politics he has an easy way out of it he could say you know what and the a guy like that you put him in sense of sensitivity training he, he's like you know what i just did not know i'm sorry now i know that's what a good handler for an advice would do we get somebody around and say, hey, I didn't know. I wasn't – because, like I said in the beginning, right, uh, we saw Matt Burke talking in front of the city council there in front of the city making a speech. He didn't know. We were out of it. We really didn't – I didn't know. Really, I didn't know about Brianna Taylor until late. I didn't know about Ahmaud Arbery until – I still don't know the whole Ahmaud Arbery story. And I like to do it. I still don't know. Right, the George Floyd stuff. Uh, I have. I love to do. Re- I haven't even researched it my whole self. My wife has told me a lot about it, and I was on a business call with a guy. You know what? I'm glad you brought you know, up your wife. Guy was teaching me that. I'm glad you brought up your wife because I enjoyed listening her yell at you. 
bring her in here. Let's get her on on this. <laughs> the, one thing, the last thing I'll say on it, we talked about the locker room culture. Me being an Eagles fan, <clears throat> if the Eagles locker room can survive Riley Cooper, well, yeah. I, I think I think the New Orleans Saints and, and now in that locker room now is probably the loudest voice for that is in Malcolm Jenkins. He's been there for the Eagles for a very long time. He's returned um, to the Saints, as Brandon knows. But, I mean, if – like I said, if, if – I think if Riley Cooper can come back to that locker room and they will at least be like, hey, you know, you're, a, you're an above-average wide receiver. We know what you said. Um, but we'll still let you in the locker room. I think after the meeting, I think Drew Brees will be welcome back into that locker room. I think right well, now – Let me ask you guys a betting question. Let me ask you guys a betting question. Mm-hmm. All right? And I'll go back to the background. Is Drew Brees going to get intentional grounding calls on the road in predominantly black cities? No. He'll be, he he'll, uh, he'll be in the pocket. He doesn't intentionally ground, but you know what? I'll be honest with you. I could guarantee probably the majority of that locker room is thinking, man, we let Teddy B, Teddy B go too early. To be fair, though, that's three yeah. months away. A lot yeah. of things can happen. In a, a, a whole lot of things could happen. <laughs> a whole, lo- a whole lot of things could happen after that team meeting, team only meeting. And I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked. Like, I'm glad you brought up Riley Cooper, but I'll be shocked if there's an early retirement announcement afterwards. Um, because no, he can get out of it easy. Shit's going to get hashed he out. He, was, yeah, he, he didn't know. Shit's going to get hashed out. You know, um, but you know what, like, um, moving forward from this, and this is a great topic, Josh, I hope this doesn't ruin future political podcast or um, COVID-19 podcast or writing podcast, as far as subject matter goes for your, the future podcast that we all want you guys to listen to. Um, we tweet them out. They're on the website. Um, there's always different topics going there's on. Al- yeah. yeah, there's always different topics going on. You will be able to um, leave comments, chime in. You could find uh, Josh. I'm glad he came in from the bullpen at Joshua Viscay. He's on Twitter. He's um, We're all on the website, the ESBC betting podcast website. Contact us, move forward with us, win with us. Um, these two gentlemen here are, we're now three of the original 32 that bring insight, research, business, uh, education aspects to our podcast. We come in um, egoless. And we're going to leave egoless, and we do leave egoless, and um, we make y'all money. We make ourselves money. We make y'all money. Finishing words, guys, starting with Josh. He's on. I'll, I'll hop on because he's still on mute. But gotcha. I, 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 I enjoyed the podcast. It was, it was interesting because I think we got three different viewpoints. Yeah. Um, and that's the biggest thing. I mean – I now obviously there's a wrong point of view. Okay. If you think 
you know, white supremacy is okay. And if you think that being a racist is okay, and you think looting is okay, then I don't agree with you. You're wrong. Right. But if there are situations where, like, like with Josh, he got super fired up with what Drew Brees said. I respect that. Absolutely. I don't see that. I don't hear that. But that's what the best part of being in this country is about, is there's 300 different viewpoints. We're not always going to get along, but we got to live with each other. Um, and I'll tell you what, I know most of, some of the stuff that's happened in 2020 has been out of our control. But lately, a lot of the stuff that has happened has been in our control. So I think we all need to kind of look in the mirror and look at that. Um, but there's, there's things that need to change and we all have things that we need to do. Um, but talks like this are, are part of that. Dialogue is the, is the key to that. Um, and that's the only way we can get anything done, honestly. I'm glad you brought up dialogue because uh, there's going to be a whole lot of dialogue moving forward from this. Um, you know, and, and we all speak in different tones and different ways when our temperature rises. Um, Josh, you're back. Final yeah, word? Yeah, no. Yeah, I was just in the bullpen seeing everything from here. <laughs> yeah. And, and what I love about the podcast. And right. this is what we are. We're raw. We're honest. You saw my wife jump in here screaming at <laughs> Anna and I we only agree 50% of the time. So that's how you know somebody's kissing ass and they're fake is when they're agreeing with you all the time. What's wrong with this person? It's not telling me to shut up. Hey, man, you're talking too much. You're too loud. You well, know? you started slamming weights. <laughs> I no, weights. I was worried. I was thinking you were going to have yeah. to get you a new computer. Well, you know, like, part of it is the show gym. So I have to create controversy like Stephen A. Smith and Mouth Kellerman. To, First it was you know, the I, I never would have lifted that weight today unless I uh, <laughs> got myself. Got myself. Man, but Can we call that a factor? A Can we call that yeah. an underlying factor? Yeah, that yeah, is the reason you don't bet on your own team, folks. <laughs> right. That emotion right there. But you know what? Hopefully, you know, I, I do believe that, like, if Drew Brees honestly sees that, and I really do think right now Drew Brees is going, oh, shit. I don't think Drew Brees meant to do this. I think if he would have known that this would have happened, he would have stopped. And like I said, I, I don't understand where that came from, a Yahoo Finance interview it, it's still i really kind of want to know the whole interview i want to know what other questions no, were no, you're, making, you're making a good point right well where did that come Brandon from is making a good point first report phd the philadelphia eagles his scheduler <laughs> his advisors did a whore don't there's no need there's absolutely no need for drew Brees to do that interview right and if he does he would have me coach right i send you guys text hey if you guys go on another podcast, make sure you got this and that and whatever. Hey, I'm going to do a new role right now. You guys go on another podcast and go on Yahoo Finance. When the person asks you a question, right? And you know who I love now? I love um, not just because she's an attractive blonde, but the the, the pretty um, – Here comes Anna. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're married 18 years, right? Uh, you, you whatever you touch with your eyes and you see with your hands or the other way around, uh -huh. but uh, uh, machinery, right? She flips the question around. You know what I mean? The, you know they're like, oh, so Trump said X Y Z, and she's like, you said that Trump said X Y Z. What is X Y Z? You know, turn around right, the question. Right, right. 
Right. So when the, when the guy said, "Oh, what did, what do you think Goodell's going to do about the kneeling?" Uh, what do you think Goodell's going to do about the kneeling? <laughs> or even, well, what did he do last time? Maybe that's what he'll do. Next question. Right, I mean, right. Right, and then and then you'll say, "Oh, well, aren't you supposed to be the leader? Aren't you the leader? Who says I'm a leader? Personally, I think everybody's a leader of their own position. Sometimes they look for me to leadership, and I do the best I can. But I think that the whole police brutality, he would have said, "Hey, I'm not a political guy. I don't know anything about police brutality, but I do empathize." with what's going on. I think that was the big thing. I would have coached it. I would said, Drew, if you say anything, just say you have empathy for everybody. White, black, everybody. Right? I have empathy, da da da. And you know, and then I would not have gone into his grandfather. Because I always say it, right? Nobody cares who we are. We care that we make him money. Nobody cares who Drew Brees' grandfather is or whatever, what war they – nobody cares. They care if Drew Brees is going to cover the spread or help them win or entertain them now, right? That's what they care about. So Brandon First and I and Coach of the Year would have prepared Drew Brees very, very differently than what his team would have prepared him for the series. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, B First. So let's end with uh, thank you for those final thoughts. Next Wednesday, we're back. And you know what? We're going to continue on uh, what we were supposed to get into because we got way off topic. But you know what? That just leaves us for more information in regards to what the NBA is going to do. We just saw the recent counterproposal by the Major League Baseball Players Association. Uh, We just got the rejection by the owners. So by then, next Wednesday, I don't have the date on me, but you know what? By next Wednesday, maybe there's some conclusion to that moving forward, looking toward baseball season. We already know the NFL is looking to play. They haven't stopped one iota in regards to COVID and what, what uh, their, their initial plans are. Um, the NBA, we're going to touch on that next week. And that 22-game proposal, everything in Walt Disney World, we'll, we'll hit that ahead next week. So we want to thank you. Um, Josh, thanks for coming in. Uh, you went, you went the final stretch. You came in in the sixth and you went all the way through to the ninth. It was so, a so, yeah. So thank you for that. Be on the lookout. Uh, no, our first report getting in my head because all first report does with those. Uh, and I encourage everybody to go to that page and listen to all those previews. So you can get ready for me. But first report, all he does it's come out, and he only throws fastballs. He, he had no problem with the Astros because you know what's coming. It's fastball. Yeah. <laughs> not a 105-mile-an-hour fastball. You don't throw a damn curveball. Come on now. But he has movement, and that's all you exactly. need. He has movement. If it's straight, it gets popped. If it has movement, it's untouchable. But, Josh, thank you for coming in. And the bullpen, be first. We'll be back on next week. And let me finish with this. Uh, Coach Steve Fisher, former at San Diego State basketball coach i think when you enjoy what you're doing you get to where you want to go all three of us um, i'm going to say we're the same sentiment and we'll be back next week for for us for you to make money and we're moving forward um black lives matter we're all in this together okay covid did not disappear it's still out there 
Every life, every life matters. White, every black, life matters. Gator, short, tall, rich. Absolutely. Whatever. Every life matters. So thank you. And we'll be back. And we're out. Have a good day. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use. <clears throat> And they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN betting and team report podcast. It helps us make 70 to 80% of your bets. Now, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, my brothers. I'm the best.